of power. <laughs> That's actually quite nice because it leads nicely into my first scripture this morning because this is the scripture that Pastor Cochrane used to refer to as his power shower. Okay, so if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to read from Romans chapter 8, and it's quite a long reading this morning, so bear with me. Um, we're going to go all the way to, I think, verse 21. So I'm reading from the Living Bible, I do believe. Is that right, Jordan? He's giving me a nod. Okay. So it says this. So there is now no condemnation awaiting those who belong to Christ Jesus. For the power of the life-giving Spirit, and get this, this power is mine through Christ Jesus, has freed me from the vicious circle of sin and death. We aren't saved from sin's grasp by knowing all the commandments of God because we can't and don't keep them. But God put into an effect a different plan to save us. He sent his own son Jesus in a human body just like ours, except that ours are sinful. And he destroyed sin's control over us by giving himself as a sacrifice for our sins. So now we can obey God's laws if we follow after the Holy Spirit and no longer obey the old evil nature within us. Those who let themselves be controlled by their lower natures live only to please themselves, but those who follow after the Holy Spirit find themselves doing things that please God and following after the Holy Spirit leads to a life and peace. But following after the old nature leads only to death because the old sinful nature within us is against God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. And that's why those who are still under control of their own sinful natures are bent on following their own evil desires and can never please God. But you are not like that. For you are controlled by the new nature if you have the Spirit of God living within you. And remember that anyone who doesn't have the Spirit of Christ living in them is not even a Christian at all. Yet even though Christ lives in you, your body will still die because of sin, but your spirit will live because God pardoned it. And if the Spirit of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you, he will make your dying bodies live again after you die by means of that same Holy Spirit living in you. So dear brothers, you have no obligation whatever, to your old sinful nature to do what it begs you to do, like this. For if you keep on following after it, you're lost with pay, you will lose and, lose and be perish. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit you crush it and its evil deeds, you shall live. For all who are left by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And we should not be crunching fearful selves. I'll say that to myself, Gillian. We should not be fearful crunching slaves but we should behave like God's very own children, adopted into the bosom of his family, calling him Father, Father, or Abba, Father. For his Holy Spirit deep, speaks deep within our hearts and tells us we really are God's children. And since we are his children, we share his treasures. For all God gives his son Jesus is now ours too. And if we're to share his glory, we should also share in his suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will give us later. For all creation is patiently waiting and hoping for that future day. Now, I'm going to stop it right there. Do you know, I don't know if you know this this morning, but you guys are on a journey. We are all on a journey, and I don't just mean you got in your car and you drove here today, okay? I mean, we are all on a journey, according to this scripture, to get from point A to point B, to get from following and being controlled by our own sinful, selfish human natures 
to traveling down this road led by the Holy Spirit to give control over to him so that we will have power, we will have strength, we will have every single thing that we need for the journey to become more and more like God's children. And it says if we do that, then it ultimately leads to a life of peace. But it's a process. Okay, hear me. God says in this world you're going to have trouble. We're over here and we're walking on this journey to get over there. And with every journey, there's going to be some twists, there's going to be some winds, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. I mean, if the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, why are we any different? We've got to share his glory and share some of those sufferings. But as Pastor Jim already told us, he led Jesus into the wilderness and he came out full of the Spirit and he will do the same with us because he's packed our bags with every single thing that we need to get from point A to point B. You need more grace, it's there for you. You need more strength, it's there for you. You need more generosity, it's there for you. You need more peace, more patience, it's there for you. Every single step of the way, it's in our rucksacks ready for us to use. But this scripture already tells us that we are children. And if any of you have ever been on a journey with children, you will eventually hear, are we there yet? Are we there yet? How much longer are we there yet? So for the title of my message this morning, I have entitled it, Led by the Spirit. Oh, Jordan. It will come up. Led by the Spirit, hashtag children walking. Now, I am an early years practitioner, okay, that's my job, and in my playroom I have about 40 odd under fives. So take it with good authority that when I start to move 40 odd under fives, it is a bit of a procedure, okay? You've got to have to plan your journey, you've got to have strategic, strategic staff in place, you've got to really know your kids to know who will react in different environments, who will react to different children, so you've got to plan the journey. And even before you begin the journey, even something from the playroom to the lunch hall, you've got to get the children behind your vision. Because not everybody's going to respond to macaroni cheese, everybody freeze. We're going to tidy up. It's lunchtime. Some will run in different directions. Some will completely ignore you. They'll keep playing. So you've got to kind of wrangle them all up. You get them in the line. The line leader moves. And straight away, you've got one wee child that's found something more interesting. He's watching a sunspot. He's found a little thing in his finger. He's talking to his friend. And you know, they need that little bit of, come on, line's moving. Let's go. We're going to be late for lunch. Go, go. And then you've got children, for different reasons, who start off, they get some motivation in them. Whoops. But then they spin. Now, for some children, it might be they have additional support needs. So for them to move from point A to point B is incredibly stressful. And they need that familiar. They need that comfort. I just need to, give me a second, I need to kind of build myself up to, to take that next step. And they need a little bit more encouraging. They might need picked up. They might need carried. They might need supported on that journey. For others, it might just be that it's actually more fun to be a ballerina at that moment than go to the lunch hall, so let's just go for a spin. Loving this. Then we've got the children who start really well on their journey. They're walking along, they're following the leader, their eyes are looking, but inevitably their eyes wander. And with children, when their eyes wander, their bodies wander as well. So they need quick intervention. It might be an arm. Ah, 
before they hit a coat peg in the corridor. Some children prefer to walk backwards, and when I walk backwards, I kind of check where I'm going. When they walk backwards, they just go for it. And again, they need a quick shout, stop, before they take all the other children down domino style, or they collide with a door. But then, thankfully, we have quite a few children who are wonderful. Do you know, they will listen to what you're telling them. They get behind your vision. They line up. You tell them, right, we're going that way. They go that way. These are the children that we entrust to take others on the journey. We'll say, can you take so-and-so's hand? Can you make sure that they get to the dining room for me? And they love that. They will take their charge and they will lead them and they will guide them. And if they go too fast, they'll bring them back and tell them walking feet. And we will keep going and we will get safely to our destination. And, you know, as I was thinking about this message this morning, I kind of thought, Jesus, I'm no different to those children. At every point in my journey, I have been one of them. Do you know, God tells me a plan. He's he's sharing his vision with me, and I think, what now? You know, Moses and, and Caleb were no different. God met Moses in the burning bush and he said, this is the plan. You're going to lead all these thousands of people, never mind 40, all these thousands of people out. And, you know, Moses was like that little kid with all the questions. What, where, how, why, what, 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 me? Do you know, he even produced his doctor's certificate. I've I've got a speech impediment. Look, I've had it since birth. You can't mean me. When he approached Caleb and he said, arise, mighty man of valor, God is with you. Caleb scoffed. Really? Really, if God was with me, why am I in this mess? Why am I hiding here? Why is all this happening in my life? Then out came the fleeces. If it's really you, God, if it's really you telling me this is happening, do this. And when God proved it, okay, wait a minute, that could be a fluke. Let's get another fleece out. Do you know, we dig our heels in. We're terrified to take that next step of the journey. And then there are times in my life where I've just spun You know, I want to go, I want to do what God's telling me, but I've got a wee wee weakness there that I haven't fully surrendered, that I'm trying to deal with in my strength rather than deal with in his strength. And so time and time again, I start to walk and all of a sudden it's like, oops, sorry God, forgive me, didn't mean to do that. I'll, I'll put this in place, I'll put that in place, I'll do better next time. And I walk again and all of a sudden it's like, oops, I did it again. Sorry, God, forgive me. And here we are, we're back in that spinning momentum and and we are moving, but we're just moving that bit slowly and it's taken us more time to actually reach our destination. And then there are moments in my life where I have set off my journey and I'm I'm praising God, I'm worshiping God, I'm doing great, I'm on fire, woo, things are going brilliant. And then hiccup, I'm in the wilderness. Hiccup, I've hit a pothole, hiccup. You know, there's a bump in this road somewhere. I've got a mountain that's, you know, my, my gears are struggling to get up there. And all of a sudden, I'm doing the sideways turn. Maybe this all-powerful God isn't just powerful enough for this one situation. Maybe he needs a little bit of my help. Maybe I need to make the golden cow now. Maybe I need to offer my maid to get that promise that he's given me. To fulfill his vision, I need to bring something else into the equation. Maybe I need to start looking backwards like the Israelites did. Do you know, they started in their journey. God heard their cry. He heard their pain. They're down the road, two chapters in. It's like, really? Was it that bad in Egypt? We had food back there. It was free. 
you know, they've forgotten where they've came from and how far down the road. Another couple of chapters in, and it's like, do you know, it wasn't just free food, it was meat. Meat! You remember the meat we had? We had melons, we had leeks. Oh, my goodness, we had a whole buffet. Onions, leeks, melons, fish, meat. Now all we've got is us having sent manna. Oh, so much better back there. Let's, let's just go backwards a little bit. But then there's some of us, Lindsay's already mentioned them, Caleb and Joshua, who get their eyes in the prize, who press on. No matter what comes at them, no matter what comes their way, they're like, do you know what? No. My God has given me this vision. My God has given me this dream. My God is bigger and stronger and greater. He shall supply all my needs. I am the the head, not the tail. I am in it. I'm in for the long haul. I'm not going to listen to what anybody says. I'm not going to turn to the left or the right. I, I, my eyes are fixed. I am pressing on and I am moving on and I'm going to get all that God has promised me because it's in our rucksacks. We just have to allow him to lead us, to guide us, to strengthen us. Every single thing we need to complete the journey is in him. We just need to keep looking, to keep listening, to keep following. And you know, when you're a person like that, you are the people that God can count on to bring others into your journey. Do you know, a few years ago, I had a conversation with Peter and I was trying to prove my point. You know, you're right, okay, I'm going to go in line. I'm going to, I'm going to find evidence for this. I'm going to find my point. And as I was searching, I don't even remember what the conversation was about, but as I was searching, I came across this little jewel of a testimony. Nothing related to what I was searching for. It just appeared. But in this, this testimony, and I apologize if it's your testimony and you're hearing this because I'm paraphrasing it. But this young woman young teenage girl finds herself pregnant. So she goes to the baby daddy and she tells the baby daddy, look, I've done a pregnancy test, I'm pregnant, this is happening. What are we going to do about it? And he's not all that impressed. He's got plans, he's got his own desires, his own hopes, his own dreams, and it does not include this baby. So he told her she would have to get rid of it, get rid of the baby. So after weighing up, everything, because she was planning on going to university, she had her own plans, she didn't know how her parents were going to react, they might kick her out, she would bring shame on the family, she couldn't bring up a child on her own, she, she was in this hopeless situation, so she decides, okay, there's nothing else for it, I, I need to go and just get rid of the baby. So she makes her plans and she heads off to the abortion clinic. And on the way there, there's this elderly Christian lady. Now, I can't remember if she was driving past or if she was sitting in her car, but she was in the car when she felt the Holy Spirit just prompt her. And the Holy Spirit said to her, do you see that young girl walking down the street there? I want you to go out of your car and go to her and just say these three words, Jesus loves you. She didn't hesitate. She didn't spin. She didn't look left or right. She got out of her car she walked over to that young lady and she said, excuse me, dear, I just feel I need to tell you this. Jesus loves you. Do you know that day she brought heaven to that young girl's life? She completely brought hope into a hopeless situation. That last song that we sang today was written by that baby. 
She grew up, she managed to go to university, she became a music teacher, she taught her child to love music, to love God, to serve God. He went on to be an amazing worship leader, songwriter, and the words that we sang today was, treasure of my heart and of my soul, in my weakness you are merciful, redeemer of my past and present wrong, holder of my future days to come. Israel Horton didn't have a future. But the God who held his future showed up because one little lady was obedient to what the Holy Spirit was teaching her to do. What is it that the Holy Spirit is asking you to do? Does he need you to go to Samaria to teach or speak to one little lady on her own at a well? Does he need you to go and speak to the Ethiopian eunuch who's lost and seeking and just doesn't understand what any of these reading? Does he need you to go to Nineveh? Not the coastal route. Okay. Does he need you to go there? You are the ones that God will use to lead, to guide, to strengthen, to bring heaven here on earth, hope to hopeless people because you are following the leading and guiding of God's Holy Spirit. We are God's children. We can make a choice. Do we follow our old nature or do we live a life that's exciting and thrilling and we don't know where we're going, but do you know what? He's got a plan and I'm following it. That's what God's looking for. Those are the leaders that he's building up and wants to take further and do further. I don't think that little old lady has any idea of the thousands she touched with those three little words, but one day in heaven she will. It's the same with everyone who goes through those doors to kids' church. We plant seeds. We, we plant, we water, we strengthen. We might never see that fruition, but someone else will. Someone else will reap that harvest, so we just do what we're called to do. We throw those seeds, we water those seeds. Um, I'm going to kind of wrap this message up this morning. But I'm going to wrap it up with kids leader, sorry, guys. I'm going to do a little object lesson that I, I kind of did with the children at my kids' club a few weeks ago. So I need two hands, so bear with me. Okay. Oops. Got it. This little sad ping-pong ball here, I don't know if you can see it. It's a little sad ping-pong ball. And this sad ping-pong ball is me trying to live this Christian life on my strength. Okay. It's hard work. It's using all my puff. And I don't know if you could see it at the back, but all the little ball did was spin and 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 spin. And finally, I have run out of puff and I'm going to fail. And that's the same as us. We are naturally built from the minute we are born to say, no, not doing it. Go our own way. Want our own things. And that's what our body wants all the time. So to go in the opposite direction from him, our strength ain't going to cut it. We need some power behind us, okay? This is me with Holy Spirit. Right, so we got some power. We got some strength. And as long as I go where he wants me to go, if he goes forward, I go forward. If he goes backwards, I go backwards. If he tells me go left, I go left. If he tells me go right, I go right. He is there for me every single step of the way. And in this journey... There are times when we come against some problems, okay? I got a little problem. Okay, edit that. 
Okay. Um, not that kind of problem. But we come up against some problems, some situations in our life, okay? So, how does the Holy Spirit help us with those situations? Okay, it can be anything. Doubt, fear, worry. I'm going to put it on slow. Right, watch. He gives us breakthrough. Everything that we need to push through is there. But you might be saying, but Jillian, my problem ain't that size. Okay, I've got bigger. Okay, so i got a bigger problem. Okay, we're not going into lockdown again, folks. Okay, don't worry. Don't panic. So, wait a minute, here we go. Woo! Here we go. Ready? Whoop! Wait a minute. Ah! Hold on. Put it on lower tiles. okay. Right, here we go. It doesn't matter how big, how small, how weak you think you are. When we dig into the bag that he has provided for us, do you know what the Bible says? Our weaknesses then become strength. He says we will never allow us to be tempted beyond that so that we can endure. We have strength. We have victory. We have breakthrough. We have every single thing that we need when we trust in him and we follow his leading. Amen. Amen. Do you know, Paul says, dear brothers... I'm still not where I should be, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting what lies in the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I will strain to reach the end of this race to receive the prize for which God is calling us to heaven because of what Christ Jesus did for us. Do you know, today it doesn't matter if you're a staller, a spinner, a backwards looker. Today is a brand new day. The very first thing we read this morning was, there is now therefore no condemnation to there who are in Christ Jesus. So no matter where you are in your journey so far, today is a brand new day. So this week, let's determine we're going to fix our eyes. We're going to press into God's spirit. We're going to dig into our backpacks that he's provided. And we're going to go all the way and lead a generation to safety with us. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen.